Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Tuesday, everyone. Well, we have been talking to parents, and we have been sharing a list of ways to bring the best out in your kids. And presently, we're talking about giving them focused attention. We hear many times that our children require quality time, time that we spend with them. And what's the difference between quality time and any other kind of time we spend with them? Well, I think it's this dimension. When a child feels, I've got mummy or daddy all to myself. It's very, very important that you spend time with your child in a way that you are focusing on what they want to talk about, what they are interested in. To do that, you have to put aside the things you're interested in. Because let's face it, usually what you're interested in, adult interests are different than children's interests. They're interested in games. They're interested in puzzles. They're interested in stories. And most of them are quite mindless to an adult. But to them, it's very, very important. And if you are going to bring the best out in your children, you need to take time to lay aside something that's important to you and turn your attention to your children and focus on something that is important to them. It can be a toy. It can be a game. It can be reading them a story again that you've read them already a hundred times. But they love to hear it again. When my children were growing up, it was the clown arounds. I read it so many times I could recite it from memory. The clown arounds and the big surprise. In fact, I came across it not so long ago in an old trunk and I just couldn't throw it out. I just had to to keep it and read it over again after all these years because it brought back so many pleasant memories of spending time with my children. Now, that's a point to remember. To get started in focused attention with your children means you have to lay aside something that you enjoy. But I tell you, once you get involved with your children, there is a tremendous delight to see their joy, to watch them as you interact with them. There's just nothing like it. And so, focused attention is very, very important. If you just leave it to the matter of, well, I'll try to find time, you just won't find it. You have to find the time to give focused attention to each one. So that's number six. Number seven, I would say, is give them teaching and training. Now, this just follows right on the heels of what I've already said. Ephesians 6 and verse 4 says, And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. We are charged by the Lord to raise our children in the fear and admonition of the Lord. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. If you're going to give wisdom to your children, you need to teach them to fear the Lord. 
not fear in a frightening way, but a fear of an awe of the Lord, realizing his might and his majesty. And yes, he does have control over us and that we are going to stand before him one day and give an account of the things that we have done. We need to teach our children to fear the Lord and to teach them his ways. How do we do that? Well, the best way to do it is just tell them Bible stories. Teach them the Word of God. There are so many stories that children can delight in. Children love stories. And there are so many different ways that you can do it. You can buy the Bible today in comic book form that are designed for children. And it keeps their interest. And it's in a format that they're comfortable and familiar with. There's so many ways to do this. But I tell you, there's nothing better than having a time set aside every day where you read a Bible story to your children and you teach them the principles that's involved in it. Now, when our children were young, we set up a time once a week. We called it family night. It was on a Monday night. And it was that night that the kids knew that dad was not going to be out, the TV wasn't going to be on, but we were going to spend time as a family. And we played games and did different things, but we also spent time in sharing the Word of God to teach them the ways of the Lord. And the way we did it, we acted out the Bible stories. I found that that was just a way to keep their interest. And as I remember back, many times in those stories, there was a donkey. And I was the donkey, and I'd be down on the floor, and all four kids would be piled on top of me, and we'd be acting out some part of the story where the donkey was taking them. In fact, I found that no matter what the story was, we usually inserted a donkey somewhere in that story because the kids enjoyed it so much. I'm just trying to share with you ways that you can spend time with your children. Don't just leave it to the modern technology of today, of video games and programs that's on TV. Some of them are not bad, and some of them are okay, but most of them are not feeding any kind of spiritual well-being into your children. You need to take the responsibilities. Fathers, if you're listening, you're the head of the home. Before God, you have the responsibility to raise your children. Mothers come alongside, and together you train your children in the ways of God. Now, as our children got older, then the discussion became a little deeper, and we were able to delve into different areas, and I would ask their opinion, and they'd tell me things that happened to them in school, or we would be watching a television program, and something would happen, and then I would share with them, and I'd say, you see what just happened there? That's not how we should act. If they had have acted this way, because the Bible says that we should act it this way. And do you see how they didn't do it that way? The more that you can just take everything that comes as a teaching moment to train your child, the better. One of the greatest pieces that we put together as a family, we called the Miles Family Values. And this was something that we worked on for months. And we'd do it a little bit after supper every night and just a little devotional. And I would bring up a topic and I would get their ideas and we would put something together. And then I would come back the next day and say, what do you think about this? And we worked through a number of family values that was based on the scripture. The final product was five major values that we said we embraced as a family with some subtitles under them. And I had them printed up on a parchment and I had them framed. 
Now my children today are all grown, some are married, they've all moved out, but they still have their copy of our family values. Now let me just read it quickly to you. It says, As a family we affirm the following values. We desire their expression in our attitudes and actions. We will cultivate their growth in our lives through prayer and accountability to each other. The first is the value of honor. Honor is recognizing the high worth of someone and treating that one with great respect and dignity. A. We honor God. One. By giving Him first place over everything in our lives. Second. By establishing a personal time of worship and prayer. And three. By seeking His will and purpose for our lives. B. We honor one another. By expressing love and appreciation to each other. By respecting each other's feelings and opinions by speaking to each other with politeness and courtesy. Now, I wish I could tell you that we always followed these family values. We didn't. But I tell you, there was something in working this through that the children acknowledged we do need to speak with politeness and kindness to each other. So that was the first value, the value of honor. And then the second was the value of understanding. said, understanding is the ability to value and comprehend the unique difference of each family member. A. We value our differences because God has created each of us perfect, yet different, in physical attributes, in personality and talents, and in perceptions. B. We seek to comprehend our differences because they give us the opportunity to learn from each other. As a result, we will not belittle or speak negatively of one another. And two, we will listen without interruption to a contrary opinion. Now, I don't think they ever mastered that one, but at least we had it written down. The third value was the value of communication. And we said communication is the giving and receiving of our thoughts, feelings, needs, schedules, opportunities, problems, and prayer requests. We will give communication by expressing ourselves, one, openly and honestly with each family member. Two, clearly stating our thoughts and feelings without sarcasm, anger, ridicule, or exaggeration. And B, we will receive communication by intently listening One, truly desiring to hear what each other is saying. Two, repeating back in different words what we have just heard. And three, acknowledging strong emotions expressed rather than reacting to them. So that was the area of communication. And then we talked about the value of dealing with anger. Dealing with anger in a right manner frees us from its damaging effects and allows us to develop healthy relationships with each other. A, when angry... One, we will admit it is usually a result of our personal comfort or property being disturbed. Two, we will yield our right of indignation to the Lord. Three, we'll determine to forgive the wrongs of others even before they ask. And then B, when faced with anger, we will remember that gentleness turns away wrath. Two, we will admit our part in the offense. And three, we will seek forgiveness. Now, they didn't always do that. But the very fact we talked it through and we said, what should we do in these situations? And they gave their input and we put it down on paper. It established the ideal and the principle in their heart and mind. And it was something we could always appeal to because they agreed this is the way it should be. Very, very important. And then our last value was the value of time together. And we wrote, time spent together allows for bonding experiences which increase family affection and provide a basis for positive memories. 
we will give priority to 1. A daily time of family worship and prayer. 2. A weekly activity together with one or more members of our family. And 3. A monthly day outing with the family. And 4. A yearly family vacation. And I tried my best to put on that a yearly family vacation for the rest of our lives. But the kids rebelled and said, no, no, it's not going to be for the rest of our lives. <laughs> and so that never got passed. But those were the five values that we worked through over a number of months with the kids, trying to bring it up in a way that was interesting to them. So I hope what I've said today will help you, encourage you to take your own journey and raise your children in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Well, I see that's the time we have for today. We'll continue tomorrow. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children, youth, and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose in life. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.